Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Aesthetics of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Edwin Adams. And yeah, I say this every time, but once again, a privilege to have an incredible soul on the show. I've actually never met him in person, but I've been a follower of his for, for quite a while. And there's there was just something special that I wanted to share with you about him, and I'm glad he's on this show. So Drew DeOrsi, welcome to the Aesthetics of Leadership podcast, my friend. God bless you, Edwin. Thank you very much. So, Drew, you have uh, some personal brands that captivated my interest from the start. Number one, hypnotism and Drew DeOrsi have 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 connected. So I'm really curious about your use of hypnotism in helping people achieve their outcomes. And then second of all, you know, Denver is pretty privileged to have the number one fitness coach right there in town with them. So that's pretty amazing that you have another personal brand. And then how you show up on Instagram is a very soulful experience. So this is the the trifecta of greatness that uh, instigated this invitation to have you on the show. And I'm I'm so glad you said yes, Drew. So thank you. Blowing up my ego, brother. Uh, hey, hey, we'll crush it in just a minute. We'll get there. <laughs> So Drew, uh, for my listening audience, why don't you introduce um, kind of your story to us and how you came to be who you are today? Okay, well, I'll try to be as quick as I possibly can. So um, I guess my journey really starts when I was kicked off of a Division One football team. Um, I was playing football. I thought football was my life. I thought football was going to be my future. And uh I eventually went to Division One. That was a dream come true. Uh, my head was not in the proper space. And for a lack of a better word, I was a cancer to the team. I, I had terrible, had a terrible attitude, terrible energy, terrible performance. Um, so eventually they kicked me off of the team before my first season ended. And uh, that was a huge wake-up call. I, en- I ended up just going to crash on my brother's couch. And I did that for close to nine months where I was drinking every single night, getting high on whatever I could find every single night. And um, I remember I was like, man, I gotta, I need to go back home. So I went to Kansas at the time I was living in Michigan. I went to Kansas and I go back home I get back to my crowd that I was familiar with growing up and it's just me repeating the same drinking and the same partying. And I remember one morning uh, waking up from a drunken haze and I have this thought, like I need to read a book. I was 19. I hadn't read a book in my entire life ever. Um, And so I Googled books. I, I think I Googled the like motivation books, because I knew I, I needed to be motivated. I was just not doing anything with my life. I knew I needed to be motivated. So I Google motivational books, Think and Grow Rich was the number one recommended. And I know you are familiar with that one, because that is the top dog of all personal development, um, in my opinion. And so I read that and it just, it was an earthquake. It shook up my entire life. And I immediately started to apply everything that I read about and I would scream at myself in the mirror, the mind can achieve whatever it can conceive and believe. And I would just like say this over and over again. And as you know, 
as probably your listeners know, your experience of reality is a perfect reflection of your internal state. And the moment I started to kind of change that inner dialogue of, oh my gosh, I can actually achieve the things that I want, my external reality began to slowly but surely reflect that that new inner drive that I had. So eventually I went back to school, got on the dean's list, first time I've ever had an A in my entire life, um, get back to school. And then when I'm in school, I'm like, wait a second, I don't belong here. This sucks. I know exactly what I want to do. I want to help people live a healthy life. I want to help people transform their body because I'd been playing sports and I loved lifting weights. Um, so I had that kind of awakening. I was taking a chemistry test and I, I always was really bad at school and I hated school. Even though I was starting to do better, I still hated it. I just finally started to apply myself. Um, but I'm taking a chemistry test and it feels like I get hit by a brick wall. And I start looking around I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. I need to start coaching people. And I read the book, um, The Millionaire Messenger. Are you familiar? Absolutely. Brendan B, man. Yep. The legend, the legend himself. I read that book and I immediately started to apply everything that I read about. And I, I was uh, creating workout programs and sharing them online. And people were telling me, oh my gosh, this is literally changing my life. And I was high on life. I no longer needed the, the drinking or the, the pills. I was literally high on life being of service to other people. Um, so long story short, for the past three or four years, I've always been on this quest. How can I be of more service to people? So it started with fitness. As I began to train more and more people in person and online, I became very aware of, oh my gosh, it never comes down to the workout. It never comes down to the workout. It always comes down to people's belief in themselves, their confidence, their discipline. And so I thought to myself, well, how can I be a better coach? Right. And I remember reading in a book, it always comes back to a book. Um, I remember reading in a book, it was called the three magic words. I believe that's what it was called. Um, three magic words. And it talks a lot about how your subconscious mind is influencing 95% of your behavior and how hypnotherapy is a very effective tool to, for lack of a better word, reprogram your subconscious mind. So that when you reprogram your subconscious mind under hypnosis, um, under a hypnotic trance, and you wake up or you open your eyes and you're back to this conscious state, you are going to be more inclined to act in the way that you were programmed under hypnosis. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Once I read that, I was like, oh my God, I got to learn how to do hypnotherapy. Um, so that's what got me onto that road. And um, amidst all of this, I'd always been working in a gym. And uh, last year I was voted, or for the year 2020, I was voted Denver's best fitness coach. And, and that comes because of me hypnotizing myself to believe that I was the best. Before every client, before every session, I would sit down, whether in my car that had no heat and it was freezing and the window was broken, or I was actually in the gym, it was usually in my broken car, I would just visualize and embody. How would I act? How would I show up if I was the best? 
how would I teach somebody if I was the best? How would I communicate with somebody if I was the best? And I would open my eyes and I would do it. And eventually, after years of doing that, I was the best. <laughs> it didn't happen overnight though. But so that's kind of the long story short. Wow, what a great story, man. And, and what you speak of and speak to is what I've come to appreciate following Dr. Joe Dispenza. Are you familiar with his books, Breaking oh, the Habit of Being Yourself? Yeah, wow. I studied at the same hypnotherapy school he, he was um, studying at many, many years ago. Yeah, just an incredible uh, way to think about creating the outcomes that you desire is... Sure. is is already here and and you, raising your awareness of unconsciousness mm. is the first step in doing that so that 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 sounds i would imagine and my bias is that sounds really weird hypnotism <laughs> hypnotherapy i don't know if somebody could hypnotize me i mean you know you have that kind of wall up there sure, sure. i'm not letting anybody in so so my first curiosity then, Drew, is clearly there's a value to it. I've read about it too much. You've practiced it enough to know there are people who specialize in it, and there are tons of testimonials to show its value. Mm -hmm. So then to introduce it to those as a, as a method of coaching to help them initiate a transformation, how do you overcome that bias and that wall? Um, I would articulate it in a way that it's it's more mental rehearsal than hypnosis and that anybody can be hypnotized but nobody can be hypnotized if they don't want to be hypnotized mm -hmm. um and the person has to abs they obviously have to trust me they don't trust me it's it's not going to be effective at all so i would bridge that gap by stating that <clears throat> you are always hypnotizing yourself mm. hypnosis is just believing in your thoughts that's all it is and that through a shift in thoughts you shift your experience so i would say something along those lines <laughs> wow yeah. that's I just that's... try to create as much as rapport as i can because in order for me to get really good at it, the, what, I went, what I did was I just went to the mall every single day and I would approach strangers and like, hey, you guys want to be hypnotized? And they'd go, what? I'm like, <laughs> well, kick me out. And people would be open to it. So I guess at some level, there is a perception change that has to occur because if, if, you're, if your premise is that hypnosis is simply believing in your thoughts, I think most people would have the assumption that hypnosis is you've, you're going to go to sleep. Mm. You're not going to remember anything I say. Mm. And I'm telling you my deepest, darkest secrets. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm really oversimplifying it. Sure. But that's a perception, right? So you're using it as, as a tool to get us a desired outcome in the right. client that you're serving. Right. And I haven't seen that used effectively at least in my circle of influence, mm -hmm. that word does not come up. And I'm curious how you discovered it as, as the tool that you really go to. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. So <clears throat> hypnosis is certainly not sleep. 
It's just a state of relaxation where your subconscious mind is dominating your state of awareness. Because your mind at any given moment, it's either your conscious is dominating your state of awareness or it's your subconscious. It's kind of like a teeter-totter. And most of the time, it's our conscious and we're very analytical with our experience. We're trying to analyze everything. Does this match up with my past? Okay, it doesn't. So no, I shouldn't believe it. Um, and so that's why it's so hard for so many people to change with their conscious mind because they, they think about what they want, but their conscious mind will analyze it and they'll be like, well, yeah, you want to wake up and you want to start exercising, but you didn't do that yesterday. And you told yourself you were going to do it yesterday. You didn't do it a month ago and you told yourself you're going to do it a month ago. So bullshit, bro. It ain't going to happen again. Okay. You can't lie to yourself. So that's why it's so hard for so many people to change because they're using their conscious mind. Now, when you're under hypnosis, which is another way of saying when you are under, uh, when you are really, really relaxed, for lack of a better word, when you're under hypnosis or when you're really, really relaxed, your subconscious mind begins to dominate your state of awareness. And the way your subconscious mind works is it doesn't analyze anything. It accepts everything to be true unless it goes against your morals or your values. It'll accept it immediately. And when it accepts it, it changes your biological state. You begin to breathe differently. You begin to feel differently. You begin to think differently. So when you're under that relaxed state and you tell yourself, I'm going to get up tomorrow and exercise, your mind is not going to analyze it because your subconscious is dominating. Your subconscious does not have the ability to analyze information. So it accepts it to be true. And you begin to feel what it would feel like to be that type of person who can wake up and train and exercise and do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, so that's why it's, it's so effective. And that's why I use it is because it, it just immediately shifts the way you feel and the way you feel changes your behavior and your behavior changes your thoughts. And it's just like this perpetual cycle, right? Now your thoughts are going to change the way you feel and, so on and so forth. Yeah, and you're speaking my love language right there. I, I mean, I've always drawn the triangle out. Thoughts um, drive beliefs, beliefs drive actions. Actions either reinforce positively right. or negatively the thoughts that created the whole triangle in, in the first place. And again, I'm, I'm going back to Joe Dispenza here because I've listened to a lot of his guided meditations I really think that is some form of hypnotherapy that oh, that's all it is, man. It's a, it's a shift of words. Yeah. Sometimes I use the word meditation instead of hypnotherapy. Um, yeah. And he's very, very purposeful in, in relaxing the mind. So the monkey brain doesn't try to take control and analyze the information. I mean, if, I think we humans have the problem in that we acquired the prefrontal cortex that overthinks everything. But if we tried to overthink the 99 gabillion different processes that the subconscious mind is already taken care of, mm. you, you know, it's pretty, pretty amazing that if you tap into the power of the subconscious, that we truly do connect to a quantum existence that is greater than ourselves and can produce the outcomes we desire. That that's hopeful is yeah. what I, what that speaks yeah. to me. Yeah, totally. Because we're always acting in alignment with our subconscious beliefs. Like we're never going to achieve our goals. We're never going to want to be who we want to be. 
We are only capable of living in alignment with our subconscious beliefs. And if we have not been taught by a coach like you or somebody who understands how the subconscious mind works, how your mind works and teaches us how to shift our beliefs, then we're always going to be sabotaging ourselves. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes by John Maxwell is that you're, you're never going to out or think your way out of a situation with the same level of thinking that got you into it in the first place. So clearly there has to be a change at this level right here for, for any transformation to occur. And, you know, I see this constantly. I mean, you're in a very noisy space, actually. I mean, we both are in the personal help, self-development space in the fitness space, a lot of noise out there. You just Google any of the terms that we've talked about, tons of information. Walk in a bookstore, the the largest section over there in the back right corner is self-help, personal development, fitness. It's like right. hundreds of thousands of, of books. Right. And I think people get so lost in the process of how they've never started with the awareness part that drives it all. And mm-hmm. they they wonder why the six week, 12 week transformation program that they just bought for $3,000 didn't work. Mm. It's not about the, it is about the process to some degree, but there's a step before that. Mm. So mm. you as a coach being, being really popular out there in the, in the Denver area and clearly creating outcomes. I'm interested in the formula or the recipe. So, so when you get a new client, where where does that transformation start for them in working with you? Um, well, to come back to what you said, it's it's not about the house. So it'll start with me having them get crystal clear with what they want and why they want it. Because once you once you know your why behind your what, the action becomes effortless. Who cares about how you're going to do it? There's a million ways to get fit. There's a million nutrition protocols that will help you burn fat. Who cares about when it's going to happen? Who cares about the how and the when? And let's first start by focusing on the what and the why. And not the superficial why, but the real deep why. The why that is going to pull you through the really challenging times. The times where you don't really want to track what you're eating right now, or you don't have the time to go to the gym. But if you're reminded of your why, that is really deep. Like, I, I want to do this because I want to be a, uh, an example for my children, and I want my children to see a leader. If you remind yourself of that, it's really easy to eat healthy food and to say no to that extra bottle of red wine or whatever it is. So um, point blank, what and why is always where we start. Wow. Okay. So you, you mentioned a word when, and, and uh-huh. I haven't heard that in a lot of interviews. Well, this is the first time I've heard when, uh-huh. but it speaks to me of, I think how social media has screwed us up just a little bit. And I, I don't mean to blame social a little media. Bit? <laughs> I think we have some impulse issues that social media worsens. Of course. Yeah, it's great. But a lot of people focus on the win. I mean, I know people come to me wanting to increase their sales performance, for instance. And, you know, we're working through a process, but they're very engaged in win because they have this timeline in their head 
of when that outcome will play out. Mm -hmm. And as much as I try to talk to them about realistically what that looks like, it's stuck here. And I can only imagine in the fitness space, I mean, having experienced it myself, man, I want to be beach ready, body shredded in, in 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Yeah. Yes. There's no, um, in social media, time doesn't exist, right? (laughs) You see somebody's profile, they're jacked now, right? They're jacked right now. You hadn't seen the fact that they've been working hard, 16 years, maybe. I mean, yeah. years yeah. of investment. For years, for years, for years. Um, so, yeah, the wind, just throw it out the window, man. Who, who cares? Especially when you know your what and your why. And the next thing we would do is just a, a meditation, a guided meditation that I share with them that helps them embody the feeling state that they associate with their ideal 2.0 life. When you're able to feel that now, before you even achieve your goals, you don't care when the goals come in. There, it's just a natural process. It's an effortless journey. That doesn't mean a lack of physical effort. It's a absence of emotional stress. That's what it's all about when I'm working with clients. Try to making this as effortless as we can. Yeah. yeah. So Drew, tell me, tell me about the value of, of environment with, with your clients. I mean, I mean, they're at a pretty precarious, I don't know if precarious is the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. They're at this tipping point in their life where they've invested in, in you as the, the Jedi master. They, they've bought into the, the why they, they've bought into the how you've helped them understand the when it might be different than what they expected. But unless their environment changes, this is my supposition, unless their environment changes, they run a risk of being sucked back into the comfort zone. How do you help them become, they become aware of self. How do they become aware of that? Their environment might not be conducive to their growth. Um, I guess it's really to what extreme is that environment inhibiting their success? Um, So could you give me an example? Like, are are we suggesting the fact that they're in a relationship that's bad or or what? Could you give me an example? Yeah, I'll I'll be as simplistic as saying the environment of their kitchen. Like, why don't you show me what's in your refrigerator right now? Sure. Well, clearly you have put yourself in an environment that you don't know how to create good shopping habits and create a good nutritional environment. Mm -hmm. And it could be friends Mm -hmm. that aren't supportive or or toxic. It could be family members who are going, why are you changing? Uh, Why are you so good? Uh, uh, What makes you so good? And we're, we're fat and happy. Why aren't you, you know, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So um, I can't remember the name of the law, but there's a, there's a nutrition law that states if it's there, you're going to eat it. Plain and simple. Um, so I would certainly encourage them to get rid of all the, the junk because if it's there, you're probably going to eat it after a full day of just nailing down your nutrition, but you're still a little hungry and it's right there in the kitchen. It's and no big deal. It's just a little, little cheat. Um, so yeah, get it out. Get it out, out of sight, out of mind. Um, so yeah, that would be a high priority. Now, in regards to um, the sh- the social aspect of having friends and family that are kind of 
turning their head when they see you make a decision to eat this and not that, or they just feel kind of funky um, with your new way of living. Is I just make it really clear, man, that you're just going to have to deal with that. Um, I don't give them an, an exact strategy of how to do that, but when you're in the when you're in the trenches of creating your healthiest, happiest version of your life, people are not going to to get, always get down mm-hmm. with what you ought to be doing or with what makes you feel best about yourself. Um, so you just have to deal with that, I guess. And that's a that's a pretty whack answer, but. No, I, I think it's real, but I think it catches some people off guard. Sure, I, sure. I think that the expectation is that the people that love you and the people yeah. you love will mm. totally buy into your new vision for yourself. And mm. I think a lot of people are disappointed and surprised by the yeah. reaction of others. Yeah. One thing I would add on to that is I always encourage them not to preach their new perspective to other people um, and to and that the only thing they can do is lead by example. Don't like when you find out that this is the best way to be living. Well, don't preach this to somebody else. Just live by example. Be your healthy, happy version 2.0. What if they acknowledge that? If they admire it, and they'll ask you. Um, and I learned that the hard way. Whenever I first started to get into personal development, um, like I said, it was like 19, 20 at the time, and I would. I would be hanging with my friends or my family. And if they would say something negative, I'd be like, don't say that. You should say this instead. Mm-hmm. And I remember it got to the point where my twin sister just blew up on me because she's like, you're always judging me. You think uh, you're so better than me, so much better than me. And my friends all got together and like, Drew, we hate hanging out with you, man. Um, uh, so yeah, I would make that really clear. Don't preach, lead by example. That's all we can do. Okay. Let your actions speak for you. Yeah. Okay. So Drew, throughout this process, I mean, like I said earlier at the start of the show, what comes across to me about you through the way you show up is a, is I say soulful, but really it's an alignment and a confidence. It's an alignment of thought and feeling Mm. almost from a spiritual perspective that that speaks volumes in in the way you show up and that's the action component so there's something clearly aligned behind the way you show up mm-hmm. tell me uh, and and maybe this occurred over a long period of time but you crafted that some way mm, absolutely did, did you have mentorship that helped you craft that or was it clearly through evaluated experiences that you found the alignment and reinforced it that's a great question. And I've had many, many mentors and many, many teachers, um, whether that is through a book or an online coaching program um, and some uh, and a boss of mine as well. Uh, and they've been great leaders for me, um, showing me living by example, showing me how to be a good leader. But when it comes to the whole alignment of of mind and, and emotion um that's through my own practice of meditation and self-hypnosis that i do religiously i'll do it if 
I'm having a good day. I'll do it if my days aren't great. It's a, it's something that I don't miss and that I've been practicing for, for uh, quite some time now, probably a year or so. And um, it's created massive, massive uh, improvements in all areas of my life. Yeah. So, so with that alignment, um, mm. clearly your self-awareness is, is on a whole new level. It's the, the right. best it's ever been. From a creative standpoint, what is it that you want to then create in this world with the power of what you've created within? Is that a fair question? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's a big question. And what I'm creating now is a group of people, men and women, who are equipped with the awareness and the tools and the strategies needed to transform their body as their own coach and transform their life as their own coach um, through the tools that I share with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, so in, that, that sounds like a community or, or, sure. um, not community, community, it is community, but really it's a culture. You're, you're creating a growth culture. Mm. And I speak to this a lot, Drew, and that's why I'm really curious about that. And the, and the way you, you position that is because I think at least from my development as a scientist in the pharmacy world and a healthcare professional, I grew up very goal oriented mm. And healthcare is very goal-oriented. We need your blood pressure at this level. We need your sure. hemoglobin A1C at this level. We need all these metrics that drive our decisions. So people are looking at a number. But, but I would say we, we neglect the value of growth mindsetedness right. that can be the foundation for unlimited growth, not bound by a metric. Mm-hmm. And... and and in watching you, that seems to be where, where your uniqueness shows up for me is I don't hear a whole lot about goals. I hear a lot about growth and transformation. And that's, that's a different way of not only building community, but it's also a different way of building business. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not about the goals. It's about the, the mental and emotional state, man. Because when you're in the, when you are in the feeling state of the 2.0 version of yourself that I call, that's what I call it, the goals come, dude. And they come, they come quicker than you thought they would come. And they come in such a joyful way, such Hmm. a beautiful way. Yeah, I love how you said that. My mantra for 2020 was Edwin 2.0. So I'm so glad Mm. you said that. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So Drew, I notice on your wrist is a band that says, I will, I can. Tell me about that. I, I can, can, I will. Says, I can, I will. And um, this comes from the gym that I coach at here in Denver. It's called Pearl Street Fitness. And a gentleman who had a profound impact on my ability to coach and to lead and to, to simply being the man that I am, um, he created this beautiful community. Um, all based off of the mantra, I can, I will. And uh, that's kind of what our entire gym uh, embodies whenever we're working out. Um, so yeah, I have it on my forum to remind myself that I can, I will. 
Yeah, that's amazing, man. So, so you're, uh, um, what, what's the term that I wrote down? Uh, holistic health expert. I believe as a healthcare professional myself, we, we have a, we clearly have a broken healthcare system. There, sure. there are a lot of issues related to healthcare, and I don't want to get into that necessary conversation, but I believe from, from, from a health expert standpoint, it's really important to have that holistic word in front of it. What would you say from your experiences are the top three problems most negatively impacting people's health today? Uh, the first one's real simple, stress. Um, especially with the people who I'm working with um, because the people who I'm working with are trying to burn fat, okay? And when you have a lot of stress, your cortisol levels are through the roof. And when your cortisol levels are high, your body holds on to fat for dear life and it literally becomes impossible to burn fat regardless if you are eating healthy or training intelligently. You can be doing all the right things, but if you don't have a practice of stillness or a practice that disconnects you from the craziness of your work life or your children or whatever it is that really triggers you. If you can't disconnect yourself from that, you are never going to be making the progress that you deserve and that you want. So the first thing I would say is stress, um, which is holding a lot of people back. The second thing I would say is the lack of awareness with nutrition. Um, people go to the store and they see this beautiful package it says all natural yeah, all right. organic or, or or it might say the word organic it says all natural organic and you trust this it's green and it's beautiful so you eat it without turning that package around and reading the the uh, ingredients high fructose corn corn syrup canola oil the list goes on and on and on and on um, fructose, blah, 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 blah. Um, so that lack of awareness of what real nutrition is when you're eating this junk food, even if it says all natural or if it says organic, your body becomes very toxic because your body cannot, um, break down the genetically modified ingredients that you are consuming. And when your body becomes toxic, the only thing it can do to get the toxins away from all the internal organs is to push it away into fat. And if there's a ton of toxins, it needs more fat to hold those toxins. So it just forces you to hold on to more fat. So that's the second thing is just the lack of awareness of nutrition and what you ought to be eating if you want to burn fat. Um, so we've talked about stress. We've talked about the lack of awareness with nutrition. Um, and the third one that comes up is I don't want to I don't want to say exercise because most people are exercising and there's really no wrong way to exercise like there is a wrong way to be eating. You can be exercising in any way consistently and you're gonna see some awesome results even if that's going for a walk around Walmart. Um, which I remember talking to somebody and they told me they lost hundreds of pounds walking that's around Walmart. <laughs> walking around Walmart. So the third one is man, I'm, it's, I'm not sure, but really what's coming up for me is just a disconnect with something higher than themselves, mm -hmm. something bigger than themselves. Call it what you want, uh, God, 
spirit source. Um, because when you're disconnected from something bigger than yourself, everything seems so overwhelming, man. The stress becomes 10 times more overwhelming. The fact that you're overweight becomes 10 times more overwhelming. But when you're able to connect to something greater, you feel just like, oh man, I'm here, I'm home. And when you have that, when you have that internal sense of I'm home, it's easy, dude. Your, your natural state is to treat yourself with love and respect. So the exercise and the eating healthy becomes easy. So the third one would be a disconnect to, to source, to something yeah. bigger. That's, that's beautiful, man. That's almost like a surrender. Uh, yeah. And not, and I think that helps with number one, which is stress. If you sure, surrender, sure. You know, absolutely. It, it's something greater than me. Um, and I need to surrender, man. There's, there's, a, I think a lot of spirituality uh, from different denominations of spirituality that speak exactly to that. That that's yeah. a beautiful way to say that my friend. And, and I see a lot of spiritual deficiency walking around. People are, are unfortunately connected to what I would not consider sp spiritual investments, social media, alcohol, drugs. Nobody teaches them, man. It's not yeah. their fault. It's, no, it's nobody's fault. Nobody teaches yeah. them. And the way it is taught is like, well, I can't get behind that. You know? Yeah. It's taught in a way that's like, well, that's silly. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the spirituality is one way. It's either this way or it's not. Sure. No, no. <laughs> right, right, right. Spirituality is on multiple planes. Oh, Who are we to have all the right answers in that regard anyway? Mm -hmm. we're, we're this big, that big. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Wow, Drew, this, this, wow. I, I think I could go on, but I, I do want to be respectful of, of your time. I would love to have you back on the show, maybe, uh, to talk even deeper into some of these specific topics. But Drew, if somebody, if, if, if what you said resonated with somebody listening to the show and they're not familiar with you, how can they follow you, your trajectory of growth and transformation, as well as the community that you're creating? How can they get involved? For sure. So if they resonated with what I just shared, I would definitely encourage them to go to YouTube and just type in Judy Orsi, um, and you will find my channel. And there's a bunch of very, very valuable um, videos that help you burn fat and and de-stress and learn more about nutrition and, and connect to something bigger than you. Um, so first thing is YouTube and the second thing is Instagram. Just type in Judy Orsi on Instagram and, and you will find me there and I'll be sharing stories that help you de-stress and learn more about nutrition and connect to something greater. Fantastic. Well, I will make sure to put that in the show notes so people can easily just click and follow you. Drew, thank you so much for saying yes. Thank you for for coming on the show and, and helping connect, I think, or not, not, not just connect, but also shrink some of the gaps that people have in their understanding of what transformations are and what they can be for, for each, each person, uh, because they're going to look a little bit differently and they cannot be categorized or generalized like social media tends to do and says, Oh, it's this easy. And this applies to everyone this way. I think you've, you've shown me that at least from a spiritual perspective, that this is an individual journey and your answers are found on the journey, not before they, not before you start. Right. So thank you for that. 
Absolutely. God bless you, Edwin. And thank you so much for creating this space. Oh, well, wonderful, man. Your, your voice matters. It's mattered to me. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue to watch, learn, and be mentored by you. You're, you're special and unique out there, and it matters. So uh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Look, if anything in this show resonated with you, the listener, I know Drew and I would both appreciate just some commentary. If you'd write us a review, if you'd contact us by email, and just let us know how, how this information resonated with you. Um, writing reviews is the best way to get our ratings up to reach more people. I want more people to know Drew DeOrsi because he has had an impact and an influence on me, and I know he can in others as well, and ratings help us. So please, right when this ends, which is just going to be in a few seconds, please go write a review on whatever platform sure. you're listening. We appreciate it. Sure. Drew, thank you, my brother, and I look forward to seeing what you do next. Peace out. Thank you. Peace.